हेलो 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 वेलकम टू द फोर्थ एपिसोड ऑफ रैंडम टॉपिक्स पॉडकास्ट एंड टुडे आई गॉट आर्यभट्ट विथ मी सो वी विल बी शेयरिंग अवर थॉट्स अबाउट इंटरस्टेलर एपिक साइंस फिक्शन मूवी मेड बाय क्रिस्टोफर नोलन सो लेट्स स्टार्ट विद द फर्स्ट क्वेश्चन हेलो ऑल Yeah, why do you think Interstellar is the best science fiction movie made in Hollywood so far? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is indeed uh, one of the best science fiction movie. Uh, one of the, uh, I, I should rather say, the best one. Uh, also, Tenet is also the uh, in the same league, but Interstellar is uh, far more uh, science accurate. We could say. uh like all the depiction of the black hole and all that the black hole uh, the black hole that uh, we saw the gargantua that we saw in the movie was uh same uh, the was looking same uh, as we seen later when it was uh, the first image of black hole came out later after few years so in that way and all the depiction of uh, uh wormhole and the interplanetary science the time uh, the time uh, passing uh, while influence of uh, uh, in the influence of the gravity and all that so that's why it is one of the best uh, best well, there are several space movies such as 2001 a space odyssey and uh, several else so how does interstellar is different from them what makes yeah, interstellar stand out stand out from other sci-fi movies uh 2001 space odyssey was great too uh as stanley kubrick did a great job in that uh, making that movie uh but uh, interstellar uh, uh connects people very differently than other all of the other them even uh, 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 people often compare it to gravity and all that but uh, uh, gravity is far more different than what interstellar is exactly my interpretation was like interstellar is more uh, relatable to us like i uh, sincerely think this can literally happen in other movies they are going extra like extra steps okay uh, is this even possible in interstellar you can also argue the same ki yeah, it is not possible but i think he took advice from kip thorne a, a very wonderful uh, astrophysicist so yeah he's a writer as it, well yeah he made it more realistically unrealistic <laughs> also the part of the jonathan nolan uh, in writing the story alongside kip thorne so that was yeah. uh, something different yeah yeah the backbone that father daughter relationship that plays yeah. amazing part okay so how much do you think christopher nolan's direction importantly played part in making this epic story what if somebody else was ma- making this story such as uh, our own jurassic parks director or this James Cameron that is uh, the director as, yeah 
uh, as you can see all the directors have their different direction style uh, like uh, we got Zack Snyder which have uh, who have uh, who shoots in darks and slow motion and uh, a lo- lot of the, that thing and uh, the um, the nolan direction per, per, perception is that uh, he uh, does not uh, include way too much vfx into the things nolan uh, keeps it simple uh, whenever he needs a vfx then only he applies that like we yeah. saw in the inception that wo, uh, that rotating scene yeah yeah you let me correct so he he rely much on like whatever he got yeah so that that has been making this yeah if if vfx has been used then we would not have been like watching this episode for depicting uh, the space he purposely put the camera on the one of the wing of the rocket right yeah where we can not see the entire rocket uh, almost in every scene we just see that okay here is one camera angle and from here we can see he made it same in dunkirk as well so yeah that is a very great direction of christopher nolan also with time he is the one of the best director to handle time creativity the non linear storytelling <laughs> he he yeah. only introduced it in hollywood or in any movie making cinema uh, he was introduced at first uh, some other were also present there uh, like back to the future and all that but he tells uh, that non non linear story all together dif- at different level yeah he, he it just took it on another level yeah yeah Okay, following to the next question, tell us about the tesseract in which Cooper falls. Yeah, uh, so what do you want to know about the tesseract? <laughs> <laughs> like generally, I have no idea. Like, I I am sure that people listening to us also and who has watched Interstellar, they have no idea what is going on in that cubicle shit. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, as we can see it was uh, uh, constructed inside a black hole in which the cooper uh, falls out uh, exactly as, as the gargantua was of gentle uh, gravity so uh, it allows the cooper to survive there as well as the tars the artificial intelligence yeah the artificial intelligence machine yeah so uh, it was basically uh, infinitely complex uh, uh, infinitely complex arrangement of uh, one single girl's room in the past and the future all the things it, it covered simultaneously so uh, that was the main concept of tesseract uh, to uh actually it was to connect uh it it was to connect the uh, any person that goes into the tesseract to the girl that is present in in that room at at any particular moment of a time exactly so why why do they chose uh 
Murphy for that. Yeah, uh, uh, that is <laughs> very hard to tell, <laughs> actually. <laughs> First, it was the demand of the story. And uh, <laughs> as she was very uh, bright kid. And uh, we can say that uh, if, uh, as the Cooper says in the end, uh, in the Tesseract to Tars, that they are us in the future where they have unlocked the fifth dimension. So they are the beings of uh, fifth dimension. Who, uh, who, uh, who, unto whom we are developed in the future. Uh, so uh, they must <laughs> okay, have known about you. the Murphy. They must have known known about uh, about the Murphy from uh, from their history that uh, this girl revolutionized all that. And uh, so this is one so they theory only. Yeah, yeah they, because they only placed the wormhole next to Jupiter or Saturn. Yeah. They created all the gravitational anomalies. Exactly. So, by just listening to you, it is mind-bending. So, if anybody watching is the first time, he or she may not get it if he is not a major in astrophysics. Okay. Moving on to our next question, uh, which is the backup or the following of the previous question. Who were they in Interstellar? Yeah, as I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they are the us only in the, yeah, they are us only, as the Coopers uh, stated to Tars in the final moments uh, of the Tesseract scene, that they, they are us only, uh, who are uh, very much evolved be- beyond the fifth dimension, so they traverse the fourth dimension. Exactly. So they can like, uh, manipulate the time and manipulate gravity and all. Yeah. So they can easily traverse uh, uh, like they are descending into a canyon or climbing up a mountain. No wonder why this is so a brainstorming movie session. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on to the next question. How does your perception change of time travel after watching Interstellar? Like, have you previously thought something like this can happen? Yeah, as I have previously read about Stephen Hawking and all that relative uh, stuff about time. So, uh, I have uh, thought about that, but uh, this was different experience. Uh, It let let us know about uh, the, uh, the difficulties and uh, all that with respect to uh, interstellar travel. Yeah, interstellar tra- travel. And uh, even uh, even the the first one, the Lazarus missions, they, yes. they were <laughs> sent uh, into nothing <laughs> <laughs> initially. <laughs> They were just yeah. about to roam there and send signals. If everything is okay, then you can come and have a life here. Yeah. And they were not intended to come in the first place. That's why they were named the Lazarus. <laughs> yeah, rising from the dead. Okay. Can you throw some light 
on the decision of Dr. Man's betrayal. Like, why did he just ditched everything and take control of the spaceship? Why don't he just tell the truth to everyone? Okay, here is nothing, and please save me. Uh, there, uh, first thing, uh, there was not enough food for all of them present, so, so that either they can go back home or they can uh, go further into the uh, other planet, like Ed- Edmund's planet, to into uh, for the search of uh, life and all that life matter that we can, uh, in which uh, the humans can sustain. So, uh, uh, so, and uh, he was in keen on going back to Earth as he has not seen uh, the other person. He has not been in contact with other person, uh, come into contact with other person in long span of time, like 10 of year, tens of tens or 20 years. Decades. Like yeah, that. correct. Decades. He yeah. did not even uh, set the like waking up time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he may be lying there. Uh, there. <laughs> we we cannot surely <laughs> say that he he was not lying. Yeah. When he woke up, exactly. He may have set one uh, date, as he 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 was hoping that he he can come back mm. because of uh, how he um, gave those mixed signals. To okay, uh, what what would you have done differently? If you were in Dr. Man's shoes. Uh, I think... uh, Everyone on this planet (laughs) have done the same thing. (laughs) Have done the same thing. Yeah, just like uh, Dr. Man stated. The basic instinct of survival. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that. (laughs) Okay. So, moving on to the next question. It is not for one. It is for all mankind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the bigger picture, the bigger purpose. Okay, how much effect does the music of Interstellar played in the progression of story? Yeah, I am talking about the bigger picture. Like, just the way that man created uh, the music of every Nolan's movie. How much show? No. Yeah, that yeah. man... Uh, <laughs> What was his name? I, I <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because you are a big fan and you keep on listening to Interstellar music. <laughs> yeah. So there's uh, a suspense building in every scene. The story progress. It is impeccable. What do you think about that? The music plays a great part in that too. Uh, like the ticking sound on the Miller's planet. When every tick is believed to be equal to a single day passing there. Exactly. And uh, like, and the the greatest of them, uh, all the docking scene. <laughs> Are, that scene that made this movie. And the music, if, if without that music, it would not have been impacted as much as impacted with the yeah, music. Yeah, it... It gives me, it still gives me goosebumps when I watch that scene. <laughs> Just, the, it, it creates an environment around us. Okay, we are living in space. It feels like space, I don't know how, but that's the magic, magic of music, we can say. And particular direction along with that music. 
the camera frame shrinks with the music shrinks and expands exactly with the music. you can uh, uh, you can only feel that uh, <laughs> not many yeah yeah we cannot notice that but yeah <laughs> not any person have ever have been able to notice it but it does happen to uh, engulf you into that movie completely that's what make an uh, nolan movie a nolan movie a nolan movie <laughs> that's what yeah. nolan is and uh, okay, which <laughs> the musician name <laughs> i can't still recall <laughs> <laughs> no worries uh, yeah. moving on to the next uh, question uh, which actor fascinated you the most i know uh, michael kane will be your favorite answer but apart from him which actor fascinated you the most which actor uh, yeah. yeah obviously uh, michael kane was great as he is the always the great in actor. every nolan movie <laughs> in every pleasant in every nolan movie uh, but matthew mcconaughey was great too yeah like the that scene in way in which he uh, cried after being uh, passed through 20 23 years skip is skipping and watching 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 his children life. grow up yeah the message so he was great he was great in that particular scene he was indeed I, yeah I, i think he should have been nominated for oscar for it yeah at least a nomination would be very at least a nomination great and what about dr brand any hathway ah uh, yeah she was great too uh, but Mm. as uh, the mo- movie itself uh, <laughs> uh, is is was, was great so we ca- cannot uh, focus on each and every character as it was very fast moving it was yeah it was all about the pace of the story the uh, story itself <laughs> yeah so uh, moving on can you describe the fourth dimension time stated in the movie how how it works particularly in a layman's language like anybody can understand listening this now is a very complex question but i suppose you can answer the question yeah uh, yeah as uh, i stated earlier that it is the fourth dimension uh, is time in uh, in which the beings of the fifth dimension that they can traverse into like a canyon and uh, climb down like a canyon and climb up like a mountain so yeah it is a indigent dimension for them to just uh, they can go uh, at any point of time uh, they can visit any point of time uh, as they have uh, they they have been evolved uh, far great than that uh, so we cannot say which was the fifth dimension as uh, um, as we, we live in a 3d world and we don't know what the fourth dimension is so how could the fifth dimension beings know <laughs> yeah just everybody to know uh, what dimensions are like i am we live in three dimensional worlds like if we are going forward we are in x direction 
if we are going uh, i think backwards we are in y direction and if we are jumping then we are in the z, z direction dimension so that that so, makes it three yeah now the fourth dimension is time as stated by arya but that is time so <laughs> okay so here is a fantasy what would you do <laughs> where would you go if you have the access to a fourth dimension uh yeah yeah quick reference to the loki <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly I, i will go at the end of the time and build a castle there <laughs> just like the yeah one who remains you remains what one thing that blows your mind about interstellar i think the concept of wormhole and black hole all put and combined together to explain uh, to the audience in a very simple manner and uh, they do get fascinated by it and uh, there were many many points in which the mind was blown like the one uh, on the miller's planet uh, they, as they can see as the cooper states Uh, no, they, they are not, they are not mountains <laughs> they are waves <laughs> that was great so when the first time the time you see it you didn't expect it to come at all <laughs> <laughs> exactly you just see okay there is a mountain <laughs> that is staying there but after a little time we see that okay they are waves and they are coming and that just yeah yeah literally that blows our mind yeah and all the goosebumps in the docking scene <laughs> docking scene was the one we uh, definitely didn't need to talk about so in docking scene when all the uh, that are hitting them when it is blown up the cooper's decision just to go and dock it in uh, in that so when uh, the star stated okay, okay this is uh, this is not possible then he then the matthew mccagney's best dialogue you know it is necessary and that just yeah. <laughs> actually it's not possible awesome but it's necessary awesome dialogue yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome scene awesome dialogue awesome it was awesome. necessary <laughs> it was necessary <laughs> it was necessary yes. literally also <laughs> literally literally because they could have yeah. they would have died without it <laughs> yeah and all the mankind's hope would have died <laughs> yeah both plan a and b would have failed yes of dr brand <laughs> correct and they succeeded in both in the end. both the plans exactly so okay uh, what would you like to change about interstellar like are you completely satisfied with the whole story or would you like to make some amendment in the story uh, i would absolutely uh, try to change nothing uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just perfect for me uh, i would like to change ki, okay cooper uh, they should have little shown ki cooper finally met uh, dr brand in admins planet yeah there's the and no 
it would not be a great ending then <laughs> not not like uh, it it will be very unlike nolan's ending <laughs> yeah Uh, it would not have fascinated as as much as the ending that uh, he gave to us like cooper uh, going to find her so, yeah going to find her yeah so it still keeps uh, hanging in between he can find her or not <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what if if he get an, again into a wormhole or black hole again time travel like what uh, 700 years yeah. in the future 700 years in the past yeah like uh, the one we see in the uh, planet of the apes if you have seen it so <laughs> yeah. he lands he, he lands into the future with um, a monkey sitting in place of abraham lincoln <laughs> correct so like that can could easily happen exactly Okay uh here's an interesting question if cooper goes with brand okay on her instinct to visit admund's planet first but not on miller's planet like he stated ki okay there is fuel we, we have to think about fuel and we cannot go just on your love instinct because you want to see admund so what would you think will happen if cooper had gone there first to admund's not to miller's then yeah yeah right not to anywhere just directly to admund's Actually, Edmunds was a bit far away, I think. Yeah. Then uh, uh, first, first was uh, Millers and Mans were uh, near, nearer uh, to them than the Edmunds were. So exactly. uh, they need to go. Yeah, they need to either visit Doctor Mans or Doctor Millers uh, planet first. Exactly. And Doctor uh, Millers were uh, Millers were pro- promising, but it, it was the time was. time and all that waves were all <laughs> it created a chaos there and uh, dr man confused them <laughs> dr man confused them but if they would have gone there so they would not be able to come back if they would not find anything at admund's planet then they should not come back again right yeah uh, they could have come back to one uh, one of them one of the planets but uh, they means uh, if if you need to go to bhopal then uh, uh, then uh, you have two options to go to ashta and bhopal <laughs> so you visit you 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 would visit ashta first na? not go to bhopal exactly. and then came back to ashta <laughs> yeah from indo so like that <laughs> that is a very so why, why would they travel sir yeah why would they travel a long route to uh, go back to the planet near to them and it was Correct. a very uh, very good idea uh, uh, from cooper that they would save a great time uh, yeah we, while they have to think time. time yeah they have to think time also as a resource yeah time was a resource as well with foods and all that Yeah, because they could just go get back in, take the sample, come back and analyze it, and if everything seems fine, then they should go back. Yeah, but again, they say Jonathan Lonell's wrote, "Love, love is making her do that, and love of Cooper to Brand is making him do that to not go and visit Edmund's planet." <laughs> because if he yeah, found there, there was there was two contrast contrasting loves there. Yeah, <laughs> one of father daughter. 
and another uh, of the relationship of Edmund and Dr. Brand. Yeah. So they were two were contrasting. <laughs> okay. How did Einstein theory of relativity comes into play when the planet is on the horizon of black hole? Gary Yeah. Yeah, as we can clearly see, yeah, <laughs> they were, uh, they skipped 51 years while passing that horizon itself. And so, uh, gravity plays... Because of gravity, uh, yeah, because of yeah. gravity, it bends light. So, uh, exactly, I can't recall the... <laughs> No, no, no need because exactly if you let me explain also, then also I cannot understand (laughs) because it is a very tough theory of relativity and Einstein got a Nobel Prize for this, so we cannot (laughs) easily understand it. Okay, uh, one last question. Why should you watch this mind-bending science fiction movie? Why should one watch? If you have to convince me, please go and watch interstellar what would you say to me i would say just uh, one thing that it would it will open up your mind at a very different level (laughs) (laughs) you you uh, you would not have imagined uh, you could couldn't imagine what you you will see in the movie yeah, it just opens an entire universe. It just takes us into that magical thing that Nolan always creates with his movies. Yeah. If anybody yeah. is listening... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so they they should go and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have not watched it. Yeah, and uh, it would be great uh, if it is a big screen and like theater-like experience because Nolan's movies are for theaters. And one more fun fact, we had just recently watched it in movie theater because no movies were being put out on that. So we just go and watch in a movie theater. Okay. Anything you want to add? Just one thing of the poem of Dr. Bryant. Yeah, yeah, please. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Oh, and now I have to watch Interstellar one more time. <laughs> yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this wonderful podcast. I will be back soon with another episode. Till then, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Yeah, thank you all.